Welcome to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G, where we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar and no frosting. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, everything here is totally uncooked. We're serving it up to you raw. So if you like a little sugar in your coffee or a little icing on your cake, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. Because right here, we don't use sugar and we don't use frosting. So sit back and enjoy the next episode of Chilling with Teddy J. Hello, everyone, and I hope that you have made your favorite cup of coffee, tea or latte, whichever you prefer to drink, and that you're ready to let me in your home for the next few minutes while we discuss something that neglected, well, that I neglected to uh, uh, at least have an, an episode about, which was that this is February and it's uh, Black History Month. So, and I haven't dedicated uh, not one day to a Pacific individual who has made considerable contributions to the Black Americas and the Black people who uh, deserves uh, some recognition. And I found a piece that... uh, struck me as something that I needed to um, talk about and bring to light. And you may find it strange because it's actually a individual of today who uh, wrote a particular essay over a tweeter or Twitter um, argument. And I kind of ran across this by uh, accident because I was uh, doing some research on on my part four issue of the two Americas. And if you've been listening to my broadcast, then you're well aware of uh, what that, uh, what those first three episodes are about. So in the midst of me doing some research for that, I came across this issue with um, Dave uh, Shimmer, uh, who's one of the cast members on uh, a TV show called Friends. And he was having this battle with uh, uh, Erica Alexandria. And what I found interesting about this was, was that he was suggesting that the, uh, the creators of Friends should do a black episode of, of Friends. And, uh, when Erica got wind of this, oh boy, we had a heated... Um, discussion about there already was a TV sitcom that was like Friends that actually came out before Friends. So she was saying and arguing the the fact that 
friends was technically a uh, an offshoot from her show, which was called Living Single. And they had a wonderful cast on that show. Um, Erica uh, uh, Alexandria played uh, Maxine. And you had Kim Cole, who played St. Clair. You had Kim Fields, who played uh, Regina. You had uh, uh, Terrence C. Carson. He played Kyle. Uh, you had Queen Latifah, who played um, Khadidra. And then you had uh, uh, John Hinton. You know, everybody loved him as uh, uh, Overton. And then you had uh, uh, Mel Jackson, who, uh, who played uh, Ira. And then you had uh, Chip Fields who played uh, Laverne. So it was a pretty uh, outstanding uh, cast. And they show had aired maybe a year before the episode of Friends. And uh, this is why uh, uh, Erica took such a distasteful um liking to the way that uh, uh, David Shimmer who was from the Friends cast had not had the knowledge of the episode of, of uh, I mean of the entire uh, uh, five seasons I believe it was of an 11 single so anyway let's get into this uh, Twitter uh, a debate and uh, you give me your opinion. David Schremerman and my beef started like all do nowadays with a tweet. It was just after Sundance. A friend has sent me a link to the Guardian article, an interview with actor David Schimmer. Um and it's David talked about his awareness in Hollywood as a privileged hetero white male to demonstrate his comment to racial diversity he discussed his past advocacy for a more diverse cast as part of the six person acting ensemble in his juggernaut sitcom Friends cool in the article David talked about he had pushed his producers to cast a multiracial, racial uh, romantic uh, relationship for his character Ross. I was aware of the lack of uh, diversity and I campaigned for years to have Ross date women of color. One of the first girlfriends I had on the show was a Asian American woman and later I dated an African American woman that was a very conscious push on my part, as he explains. All right, double cool. But where it starts to go south was the random comment he made after giving himself props 
for his social security. I feel like my barometer was very good at that time. I was really ready, attuned to the social issues and the shows and the uh, issues of equality. Hold on, wait for it. Maybe there should be an all black friends or an all Asian friends. Whoops, there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. You see, David didn't realize that the so-called all black friends had already happened. In fact, I was in it, a sitcom I'm proud of. It was called Living Single, created by Yana Lee um, Browser. And we have ha uh, we happened a year before his show. Friends was on the air, in fact. Living Single happened within the same studio, Warner Brothers in Burbank, California, on the annex lot near his called the Warner Ranch. But being in a hit show is hard work. So maybe he really didn't know about us and wasn't aware we existed. Heck, I have a few, I have a few minutes to spare. I'll tell you him. I told him quickly, all thumbs, while sitting on a uh, chilly Salt Lake City uh, tarmac, I sent my snarky, yes, I confess, tweeted uh, to David. And uh, are you seriously telling me you're never heard of Living Single? We invented the template. You're, you're welcome, bro. Boom. Easy peasy. Hit sin. The plane took off. My phone on Bless Airplane Mod. Hallelujah. Uh, tweeters. Sure made it easy to upload. L little did I know by the time I landed in LA, a friends versus living single Twitter tsunami had been unleashed with leak with um, living single fans and others responding passionately. Oh Lord, now I did it. So I had to um, hear it. But first, I needed to identify the dish I had served up. So, let's unpack this. Our digital encounter exposed two realities. One rooted in perceived uh, stature and the other in implement implicit value. What's ironic is that David was speaking to his awareness of white male privilege. What's unfortunate is that he created an increasingly example of it while doing so because the show he was in was not the original. It was a knockoff. So there can never be an all-black friends because friends was the all-white 
living single. It sounds funny to say it, but identifying the fact is exactly where the conversation started to grow bigger than him, me, or a spontaneous Twitter fight. So essentially, guys, what she's trying to tell you, being how that uh, living single was the very first uh, uh, show or black friends, there's no way that uh, that living single um, can be anything other than that. Now, an all-white living single is possible because since living single with an all-black cast was started before Friends, then that's the uh, synopsis behind what she is saying. So, even though it may sound funny to her identifying it like that, it is what it is. So, uh, let's continue. Our digital encounter exposes two realities, one rooted in perceived uh, stature and the other in uh, implicate value. Living Single had a black cast of six young New Yorkers living in the same complex, facing life and love together. But we were on a so-called black show, and that uh, designation is the beginning of our marginalization. So David didn't have to pay attention to our show, and frankly, why would he? If you're king of the hill, why pay attention to us? Well, <clears throat> believe me, you couldn't miss friends. It was everywhere. Their unique recipe of uh, heat, entertainment, attractive talent, and icon haircuts, plus a poppin' theme song, and hard work had created a phenomenon, phenomenon, and it was unstoppable. Um, it didn't matter that a similar show, Living Single, existed with the same ingredients, including an iconic haircut. Um, but, but ours being marketed to mostly black audience signaled to a brand that was... That, uh, that we were less than and would never command a higher evolution. But that's not just showbiz, ladies and gentlemen. That's America. I guarantee you that much. And, and in America, black people constantly innovate and create original content and uh, unique trends. Hell, we disrupted the European dominance and began a a path to a world-class America. Uh, culture, the minute that uh, we stepped off the slave ship, that's when we started to change things here in America. I can guarantee you that. But rarely do we get props or fair payment for it. See, on a deeper level, ignorance, unconscious or otherwise, explains how systematic racism structures lead to the erase of black history and set presidents. Added, add some water uh, and let it marinate and fry and that's what makes, and that's what made our small little Twitter debate explode. 
scratching the wound of a historic crime, uh, David tweets, unleashes a posse of digital warriors uh, voicing their frustration about a rigged system that so marginalized and underrepresented us that is, it keeps us forever out of the cultural mainstream. And that's exactly what marketing our, our television shows to black audiences do. That's the very reason why David Zimmerman uh, couldn't understand the fact that there was already a show that out there where his show was a knockoff and not the original. But I digress. Uh, racism isn't always about what you know. Usually it's about what you don't know or what you don't want someone else to know. And that's why you don't know about black people can um, harm all of us. And what you don't know about black people can harm all of us. White ignorance is the rich fertilizer that nurtures a false supremacy. If black people and our accomplishments are continually not seen, then it's easier to ghettoize us, to marginalize us, to shoot us. Then it's easier to maintain and reach the world the fiction that we don't exist as full participants in the American dream that we could never be equal to or better than. Boy, how that statement is so true. I mean, that is absolutely true. Um, that's how a seemingly ignorant comment from David uh, uh, Swimmers revibrates in my community. Scratching the wound of a historic crime, it unleashes a posse of digital warriors voicing their frustration against a rigged system that so marginalized and underrepresents us that it has kept us forever out of the cultural mainstream. Look, there's a lot more I could say, like how the invisibility affliction is stubborn corrosive and institutional how it undermines undermines the growth button line in the profit for studios and production companies and bias destroys innovation president bush called it the soft racism of low expectation placing um, pathetic limitations on the creators of colors wasted all our full potentials and set a, a false ceiling and market value on our products, domestics and international. For the undervalued creators, health and welfare, bad economic li limits the amount they could raise and demand from the marketplace monies they've earned and are justly due amen to that right there bad economic sucks but denying opportunity for others always costs more this costs undefines new creators underfunds new work and 
discourages people outside the mainstream from trying. The emotional burden that comes with living in this half reality is where the real damage occurs. Let's face it, celebrations and treasures is always a hundred times larger on the other side. And boy, there's no doubt about that right there. Woo-wee, I guarantee that that statement is 100% true. And we all know it. We all see it. And a whole lot of us feel it. That's the reason why um, we're underfinanced or not financed at all or we're not heard of. That's what my my next issue is going to be about, ladies and gentlemen, about a, a bunch of uh, master inventors, black inventors, who had um, 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 products stolen from them or wouldn't let their inventions be patented and uh, 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 things like that of that nature. I mean, this goes all the way back to then, all the way up to entertainers creating uh, songs and music and being having them stole from them uh, uh, and be published by uh, 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 white um, record companies. Uh, this list goes on and on and on. So she's only touching up on something that all of us is probably well aware of, including white America, even though they try to act ignorant about it. Bad economic sucks. But denying opportunity for others always costs more. This cost undermines uh, new creators. It uh, underfunds uh, new work and discourages people outside the mainstream from trying. It was important for me to read this to you guys again so you can understand the significance of it. The emotional burden that comes with living in the half reality is where the real damage occurs. Let's face it, celebration treasures is always a hundred times larger on the other side. And we all know this to be true. You know, this is uh this is why more than I wanted to say, but this beef resides inside a more complex issue and it deserves more than 140 characters to discuss it. Amen to that. I'm glad you continued on with it. It's definitely something that needs to be read and heard. So even though neither David nor I meant to set off a Twitter storm, we can ride the winds with real results and call to action, ladies and gentlemen. We can support and acknowledge allies like David, allies with good intentions who bear witness about their efforts to make change. And we should ask ourselves, what are we doing now? With the prominent voices and platforms we have, we should do more to dismantle this law, infrastructure, and rebuild the whole thing from the ground up. Ain't that the truth, ladies and gentlemen? <clears throat> That's what I'm trying to do with my partner, uh, um, being um, Aaron. We created a 
Color Farm Media Group. And our goal is to educate, nurture, and create new media with new voices. We call ourselves the Motown of film, television, and tech. And we hope to create a new blueprint, one that um, shatters the biases of racism, gender, age, and disabilities in entertainment. Well, good for you guys got my support also I said this as a follow-up to my initial tweet there are two powerful organizations doing this work every day a color of change and uh, defined America both are leaders in their fields and their partners with the uh, creators here in Hollywood to help identify blind spots within the industry. Well, that's good. Alongside uh, executives and creators. I hope so. This would love, I mean, they would love to to uh, have uh, David Shimmer and as many of his friends as he uh, could bring along participating in this worthy task. David signaled he's an ally willing to use his platform and his tremendous talent to move things forward. And that's great of him. And we need more white people like him. That's awesome. Together we can change the world. Heck, together with him by our side, maybe we can even make America laugh again. Join us, please. Now, that is a welcome uh, um, endeavor that uh, that we here at Chilling, uh, Chilling with Teddy G support. And they can get any uh, financial and uh, uh, use this platform as much as they need to to get this uh, message out and to support their cause. I want to thank each and every one of you for letting me into your homes or your workplaces or wherever you had decided to uh, listen to me at, even if it's in your car. Uh, I appreciate it. And I'm sure by now you guys have, have finished that delicious cup of uh, tea or that latte. I've definitely finished my cup of coffee and I truly enjoyed it. And as well as I enjoyed the uh, being able to uh, bring this commentary to you. So thanks very much. And please, I want everybody to have a safe and a blessed day. And thank you for listening to Chilling with Teddy G. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have received a update. For this uh, broadcast that I need to bring to you before I close it out. It is rumored that Warner Brothers is near an, an agreement with the cast of Friends to unite for a reunion special. This special would be for HBO Max, a new streaming service that recently paid $425 million for the rights to the show. Although terms are still being negotiated, each of the six stars may receive anywhere between $2.25 million to $4 million 
for the reunion show. Before you ask, although I was working and could not participate, um, I wouldn't post the terms of the offer for our 25th year reunion show. One Twitter battle is plenty for one week. Let's just say it was less than $2 million. Well, there you have it. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to uh, the update on Chilling with Teddy G. Please have y'all sales a safe and a blessed day.